Yeah. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another Busty Babes episode. This is a interview episode uh, for our LGBTQ plus month. Even though it's kind of over now, but we're going to carry on because who needs a podcast schedule when you have crippling mental health problems? No. <laughs> just kidding um so yeah this is just a nice trigger warning for the beginning of this episode um just to say that we talk about things like homophobia and mental health and like sadness and all those kind of things so if you're not really in a place to listen to that right now then maybe don't but this episode is really uplifting really enlightening and although we do mention those things we also talk about beautiful wonderful amazing things and how wonderful it is to be part of the community and this is just an amazing interview so i would really suggest that you listen to it um it it, when i was editing it it just made me feel happier so yeah give it a listen or don't you do you sis um but if you're gonna stick around enjoy the episode and we'll see you in the next one bye so, welcome, welcome, everybody who's listening to the podcast. Probably no one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to another special Pride episode where we interview one of our gorgeous friends um, about their experiences with being a queer or a gay or a lay Whatever you want to be, as long as you're under the all, rainbow all umbrella. All of the above. <laughs> all of the above. <laughs> so this is our friend Alex. Hello all. Um, <laughs> yeah, that awkward long pause where we're like, have we lost <laughs> Alex? Where are they gone? <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Alex, who are you? How are you? How do you identify? What do you do with your life? I am Alex and I identify as gender fluid and pansexual. I use, I kind of accept all pronouns, but most commonly used are she or they. I am a part-time carer for my grandmother. That is my job. I am not currently in uni and I am kind of thanking Jesus I am not because, you know, with the state of the world right now, that's a little, that's a little stressful. Queen Rona, God, God. Um, oh. So me and Beth, we met Alex in college on our photography course, which went so well for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that went great. I think I got a D in photography, so oh, I was like, oh, Photography is so hard to get a good grade in, like, well, I'm saying that because I did, like, no work, but, like, if you, <laughs> even if you actually do, like, loads of work, it's so hard to get a grade in. I've, I've literally got oh, two life folders full of work drug. and I still got kicked out. I only ever did, like, one book per unit, but I never even filled the book, and I remember being, like, halfway through a unit and then realising, oh, wait, if I did bigger photos per page, I would have filled this by now, because I was taking <laughs> little photos, like, four per page, and then I was like, if I did one per page, I would have filled this whole book by now. You know, I'm an idiot. Essay, essay of photos. And that's how you can yeah. A-level. <laughs> <laughs> I also had the key problem of um, 
our teacher I was about to say her name but then I was like probably shouldn't say her name keep her anonymous and um (laughs) the anonymous photography teacher we had um Mm. she kind of got sick of my only model being my boyfriend James (laughs) I'm gonna say his name because he okay with this I yeah. asked him yeah. and I was like is it okay for me to mention you and he was like yeah that's okay and I was like he's a babe um I remember <laughs> our teacher finally meeting him and her being like hi we finally meet I've seen enough of you but this is the first time I've seen you in real life you're a great <laughs> model but do you have any friends <laughs> so she can stop <laughs> photographing you literally <laughs> just and my best friend the only models i had oh my god <laughs> that was it so how long have you and james been together over two years almost two and a half years now oh, which is my sadness love is in the air <laughs> he is great he is very accepting of me and my queerness he himself is bisexual so he can share stories of how great girls are and uh, we'll be watching a movie or something and we'll be like that guy's hot that girl's hot it's a great mutual understanding and it's wonderful dream relationship there absolute dream relationship and i myself as a gender human um which means i kind of i don't identify as just one gender i kind of Mm. switch not knowingly it's kind of one day i might wake up and i'm like i feel very feminine right now or i feel very masculine or i might feel both or neither so he kind of gets the best of both worlds of one day he might get a dude one day he might get a girl and you know he's into both of those so you know i'm fulfilling the dream <laughs> you've covered yeah. all bases you're so you're sorting everything yeah. out yeah literally How, what um, i normally tell people is i am everything and i love everyone so yes. <laughs> that's such a good that. way to put it it really is because i'm also pansexual so i like people regardless of gender identity so i am everything not to not to like get into the questions but like um with pansexuality and bisexuality obviously in the community there's quite a big like argument whether pansexuality and bisexuality like pansexuality is biphobic and all that kind of stuff what do you think on that kind of topic Oh, I've had that problem with um, my older sister is bi and Mm. she doesn't really accept the term pansexual. Even to this day, she just tells me I'm a bisexual tomboy, Mm. which is not nice. Uh, But, you know, uh, I still get dead named in some of my by some of my family members. So that's a bit orcs as well. But they're getting better. My cousins are kind of getting better with calling me alex i've officially been alex legally for a whole year now so that's fun that's great love that that's the question i've always thought why did you choose alex i really liked alex because i wanted to choose a name that was gender neutral Mm -hmm. so alex could be alexander or um alexandra and Mm -hmm. um i just felt like it was a, a really fun name 
And then afterwards, I realized that everyone in my household now has a name beginning with an A because my mother is named Anne and my younger brother is called Adam. So we all begin with an A. And my mother and I have the same initials now of A-E, which makes it a little hard when we get mail. (laughs) (laughs) And we have to work out whose is whose. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I find with bisexual by definition bi means two so I feel like that is more like uh, into two gender identities so that doesn't mean it has to be like male and female it might be you have a specific thing to non-binary people and yeah. men something like that or just women and I don't know like a demigender person something like that Whereas pansexual is more of like a um, like a diverse term of you just you like people regardless of gender identity whatsoever. Yeah. But a lot like the term bisexual, but they also feel like they like people regardless of gender identity. So it's one of those really hard ones that kind of like overlap. But I feel like bisexual is just more it's kind of like a specific yeah. gender identity you um like so it's I, kind of like yeah that. I get that in the sense of like I, I also think pansexuality you, to like understand pansexuality you kind of have to have the basic idea that there is more than just the two yeah. genders kind of thing so I think pansexuality is definitely a thing and obviously I think everyone has the right to identify as what they want to identify as exactly so I feel like there are so many bisexuals out there like I like cis men and women and that's it mm. they don't like you know i i'm one of those people that if i saw a trans woman i'd just say she's a woman not a trans woman so mm. i there is being like two genders and then you have like your gender fluidity and you the rest of your spectrum mm. but i you know so i feel like if you're bisexual you should accept the trans men and women as much as the cis men and women but this is yeah. great you <laughs> <laughs> got one straight on the podcast yes. you got a straight yes trans men are men that's one of my favorite things to say i have a few trans friends and i'm always like i'm such an advocate for them because i'm like yes i love my friends (laughs) yes trans men trans women are women we support the trans community yes absolutely we love them i as a gender fluid person i fit under the trans umbrella as mm. I do not identify specifically as the gender I was uh, given at birth. So I'm such a big advocate for trans people and kind of just the acceptance of all people in the LGBT because yeah. I love them yeah. so, much. so lovely. Yes, um, everyone. We all love everyone. And on the topic of like you being under the umbrella term of transgender, do you feel like you fit? do you think you're accepted in the transgender community or do you think there's a bit of a kind of divide within the transgender community between um like cis presenting trans people and like very structure presenting trans people and like non-binary trans people and gender fluid trans people that kind of thing i think there is a a bit of a divide uh, especially with older generations of um transgender people who aren't as accepting of 
um, newer, in quotation marks, terms that have yes. come around more recently, where it's people have still felt like that, but it's now they have uh, like a name to a feeling, which mm. I really like the fact that there's more diversity with terms and things. So you can kind of look through and find what you feel like um, with pansexuality. I had um, I originally came out as bi first and then I found pansexual and I felt like that fit me more. Yeah. And that's a key thing I always tell people if they're like questioning or something is you don't have to stick to one label like you can yes. find one that fits you and don't be ashamed to change if you find something that fits you better yes. but with the trans community I feel like people like gender fluid or like uh, a demi girl or like uh, bi gender or something is harder for people to accept than just transgender because that's going from one gender to the other and that's more for people that believe there are only two genders Mm. Uh, but if you're more open to the fact that there's like 60 plus gender identities or something out there then um it's a lot easier I have found some people that are very almost like picky when it comes to gender identity because they'll be like oh you can't be non-binary because you're more female presenting or something or you're more masculine presenting so you must be a boy or something or there's a lot of things about people like passing in quotation marks in the trans community like uh for me personally I have a um trans male friend who is more kind of feminine presenting he identifies as a man but he still enjoys things like makeup or things that are kind of seen as like feminine clothing but Mm. with that you've got to think about how just things like makeup and clothes they don't have a gender they're for everyone sort of things so yeah i think yeah i think people need to also keep in mind that if a like a cis man was doing those things and is interested in makeup and is interested in dresses it doesn't make them any less of a man like people still call them like harry styles for example people still think of him as a man so why is it not okay for trans men to do it exactly exactly trans men are men and whatever a cisgendered man is allowed to do a trans man should be allowed to do and this is what i always tell my friend i'm like you are a man whatever you believe you are what you think of yourself is the most important what you are the most comfortable with mm. and everyone else can go heck themselves if they don't agree with you <laughs> yes go heck yourself god <laughs> but it is so true. i mean like since when did objects and things have genders i mean you know you have some girls that love football because they love football not because it, they're trying to like fit in with a male stereotype for being a tomboy or whatever reason you know, I love makeup because I love the creative aspect of it. I also love painting and drawing and colouring in because they're also all creative. Mm. You see what I mean? Like, it doesn't yeah. have to be a feminine thing. It doesn't have to be a masculine thing. It, it is what it, I'm drinking a strong bow. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's a massive <laughs> drink, if you like. I mean, yeah. drinking it. You could do whatever you want to. And also, I, I feel like I'm... Uh, just shooting questions at you i'm so sorry but i'm also going to just talk about gender dysphoria for a second and whether you believe because there's a massive argument in the trans community as well about whether you need gender dysphoria to be transgender and all that kind of stuff and what gender dysphoria means to different people and i just like 
you have anything to say on that kind of thing? I feel like this is a really big topic in the transgender community. I myself did struggle a lot with gender dysphoria when I was younger mm. because um, around about when I was younger, I was always seen as kind of like a tomboy in quotation marks of I never liked pink. I really liked football and I, I hated long hair. When I finally got to cut my hair when I was like 12, I lost my mind. It was the best day of my life. Loved it. <laughs> um, and it was great. And as I grew up, when I hit about like 14 was when I was kind of like, I don't feel comfortable being a girl. I went to an all girls school. My mum originally made me go to an all girls school. So I wasn't distracted by boys where within <laughs> the second year I came out as bisexual. So that all went up in her face oh. as I then had a girlfriend. <laughs> and Mistakes is- were made. but um I had such a struggle with being in an all-girls school and um I was just kind of not comfortable with being female like I was so uncomfortable with my chest I remember going like bra shopping with my mum and having like panic attacks because it was the acknowledgement of like I have a female body and people see me as a female and I don't feel like a female yeah because I never felt specifically like a boy or specifically like a girl and I felt so kind of lost in the um LGBT community because I didn't have like a specific label that felt that like stuck to me at the beginning Mm. and it wasn't until a friend of mine was explaining about gender fluid that I kind of like it hit me that Mm. oh my god this is me because I could have some days where I'm like oh I want to wear a skirt today but I also kind of want to wear a binder or I want to wear jeans and like the pinkest thing I own and uh, (laughs) yes and I have such a unique fashion sense that it kind of it fits this and I love just fashion expression in itself I find it so fun and accepting I have rainbow hair right now like (laughs) that's like you because you just oh my god you like lived out everything I wanted to live out in what you wore I mean you used to come into college in like a leather skirt and then like you know stripy dungarees and I was like I want to be her like you are just love her like she just your fashion senses it took me so thank you it (laughs) it's so long to be comfortable in what I wore because um I struggled a lot with um like fluctuating weight and just self-confidence in myself and when I finally accepted myself as I'm a gender fluid human being and I can wear what I want and the ideology of dressing for myself and not other people I became so much happier just dressing how I wanted to and it just made my day so much better to be like I am comfortable in what I am wearing I am comfortable in myself changing my hair was another fun thing because I found that with one hair color I kind of got stuck in a rut and if I then changed my hair color I got like reinvigorated and um, I became more creative and just happy like yeah. being stuck in kind of 
what we are right now of like social distancing and being stuck inside I was really like stuck and kind of sad with my hair because it was grey <laughs> my hair was just grey <laughs> and boring with a sneaky secret rainbow but it wasn't enough and I was like no I need something that's going to make me happy it's going to make me positive so I went full rainbow and I'm so much love happier yeah, now it's just I just feel way it's so bubbly cool. and fun Oh, it's great. It's so many different colours. My fringe is a full rainbow. I love and it. I love it. It is wonderful. But back to the topic at hand. Sorry, I went off on a tangent. <laughs> it's, <fine. laughs> it's perfect content. I, thank you. Um, I feel like there is quite a bit of a stigma in the trans community over gender dysphoria. Because some people feel like you can't be a trans person unless you're like uncomfortable in your own body. But um, you've really got to think about the definition of gender is different to the definition of sex. Gender is a mentality. It's how you see yourself. It's like a feeling. So if you feel like you are a man, but you don't feel uncomfortable with your own body then that's okay. That's how you see yourself as a man. Yeah. And that is okay. And I feel like you don't have to have gender dysphoria, but I also feel like gender dysphoria is such a big thing in the trans community of just kind of the feeling of you don't fit in your own body and um, just everything kind of feels wrong. And it took me so long to kind of accept I was born like this. This is what I have. But with being gender fluid I can kind of switch I can wear a binder one day if I want to I cannot the first day I got a binder from my trans friend I cried (laughs) it was just kind of almost seeing what I was feeling yeah and it was just this amazing moment of just kind of like this is who I am I can finally see what who I was sort of thing and it was amazing and I loved it and when I first came out as uh gender fluid was when like my gender dysphoria was at its highest I'm sorry I'm playing with a beanie baby of a bat (laughs) rustling it's the beanie baby bat (laughs) but um I was mainly just male presenting at first because I, I felt like I had to be to be seen as not female. I had to be male presenting. And I always wore um, men's clothes anyway, because luckily I grew up in a family that was quite accepting of me. And my mum was never like, oh, you have to only wear girls clothes. I remember from like a young age, she was like, oh, you want to this t-shirt that has dinosaurs on it from the boys section go ahead you get it whatever makes you happy sort of thing and um she had the same mentality for all of us uh my younger brother um he used to run around the house in a tutu and a bob the builder hat and we had no judgment yeah legend (laughs) what an icon i remember him uh, trying to go out in the rain once in angry bird pajama shorts and welly boots because they were both angry birds and they matched but he also wanted to wear my fairy princess costume so it was an icon an absolute icon (laughs) yes somebody called vogue we've got a fashionista 
<laughs> yes. I love Pip. I remember him asking me to turn a scarf I had into a skirt for him. I have photos of all of these. <laughs> oh, they sound amazing. They sound beautiful. Oh, he was an absolute babe. He was a queen. Um, I love him. <laughs> uh, my younger brother himself, he is 14 and he identifies as asexual. So oh. we have got a diverse family. My He's mother is also bisexual. Yes. The rest of my family is all like cisgendered and straight. And then there's us. <laughs> my mom, my sister are bisexual. I'm a gender fluid pansexual. My brother is a cisgendered asexual. We're all diverse. You're everything. Have it all into one. That's, that's we are good... the most confusing family as well, seeing as my mother and my younger brother are both Muslim. My sister is pagan. I myself oh, am an atheist. Like, what? Yes. You've I'm got so many family. things to talk about as well, because like we usually ask questions on like, how did you feel coming out in your family and stuff? But obviously, like your family is so diverse and like yeah. the way that I mean, I don't even know where to start. I... <laughs> but like, how do you how did your how was your experience with your family when you came out and what is it like growing up in such a diverse and like beautiful family even though I had quite a diverse family I was still rather scared to tell my mum and I think it was just because it was such a big thing because I originally came out as bisexual when I was I think 12 or 13 because I realized I really liked a girl in my class more than just friends and I was suddenly like oh shit do I got the gay (laughs) and uh, (laughs) do I got the gay (laughs) I remember texting my sister and she called me and she was like, right, do you really like this girl? Like you might like like a boyfriend or something. And I was like, yeah, I think so. And she was like, do you just like this girl or do you think you'd like a boy as well? And I was like, I think I like both. And she was like, cool. Here's this term. It's bisexual. And I was like, oh, wow, this is a thing and she was like do you want me to tell mum for you and I was like yes please so I ran upstairs gave my mum my phone and I was like it's Naomi she wants to talk to you and ran back downstairs like in my room because I was just this awkward new little gay baby and uh, my mum came downstairs and she was like it's okay we accept you and she like gave me a hug and it was really awkward because we don't hug in my family (laughs) she was like yes Oh, I, I remember, remember she's a legend. Came out. My mum is a legend. She's a bisexual <laughs> Muslim. Like, what a legend. <laughs> um, <laughs> but when I came out as gender fluid, it was kind of a different experience because it was such a different thing in my family. I was the first one to ever come out with a, a different gender identity. Mm-hmm. And I remember I came out when I was about. 1415 and I think it was like the week of my 15th birthday because I remember it being in October and um someone commenting about I wish you told me you were changing your name before I sent you a birthday card (laughs) (laughs) and that was just kind of their only judgment sort of thing when I first came out as Alex and I remember I did it in a Facebook post which is so awkward like I didn't like call up my grandma like hey I want to be Alex now no I put it on Facebook and I think one of my cousins told her or something oh Jesus awkward I oh it was a whole awkward ordeal 
Oh, I'm just an awkward little baby. I posted it at like two in the morning when I was suddenly like, you know what? I'm me. I'm missing Alex. I'm Alex. I was really dabbling with the idea because I kind of tested out out with my close friends first of kind of like, what do you think of the name Alex sort of thing? And we all kind of had a conversation about it. I went through like kind of different names, but I really stuck with Alex because I just, I really liked the fact that it was gender neutral. I really wanted a gender neutral name. I think another one I thought of was like River or something, but I thought that was a bit too weird. (laughs) (laughs) Very Doctor Who. Because I am a giant Doctor Who fan and River Song is my queen. Yeah. Oh, I just realised the person who plays River Song is named Alex Kingston. (gasps) You basically got it then. You basically got a bit of Doctor Who in there. Whoopsie. Um, <laughs> but I I just had a lot of people whose name Alex I really liked, like Alex Gaskoff, who is the lead singer of All Time Low, which is one of my favourite pop punk bands. That was another yes. thing. Uh there's Alex Russo from Wizards of Waverly Place, who yes. I had in my head at the time as well. Cause I was like, wait, she's a girl and her name is Alex, but I also know men whose names are Alex. Oh, I was Ooh. also reading a book at the time character was called Alex and I was just kind of like hey I really like this name I think I'm gonna choose this name (laughs) it was just so I really loved it looking back I realized that um I had a great aunt named Alice not Alex and um when she died she left me this like wolf toy that I really loved playing with and I found it a few weeks ago and I realised at the age of like six or something, I named this toy Alex and I never read. And I suddenly just saw it and was like, wait, I named this thing Alex. Inception. It was just destined to be. I always really loved this name. Yes. And, And I was just so happy but at first when people started calling me Alex because I never really liked my birth name it just never fit me and whenever I tell people what my birth name was they're like yeah you don't you don't seem like that that doesn't fit you I never liked it I do not mind dead naming myself because I am comfortable with my past I was born with the name Grace it never fit me it never yeah. fit me. Nice. I cannot see it because I have bunk beds, but I have a giant like mural thing on my wall that says Grace. It's still there. Oh. Because I haven't redecorated my room since I was like 12. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a bit awkward when I see it. I'm like, I call it kind of a memorial for my past self. <laughs> 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 because I was never comfortable with the name because other people around me were called like more modern things like chloe or rebecca or something and i always thought like grace was such like an old name and i was the only one in my primary school who had that name Mm. and i just felt weird as like the odd one out and then suddenly i went to secondary school and there were four people named grace and i was kind of like yeah i really don't like this name Especially when we were all in the history class. Oh my there god. There were four of us 
in the same history class. So if the teacher was like, Grace, we all put our hand up, like, which one of us? Who? And, Who? Um, and we all slowly started changing our names because I chose Alex um, in year nine, I believe. I first started getting people to call me that and I got it changed on the register as my preferred name, which was always fun whenever we had like a substitute teacher and they'd be like, Grace, and I'd be like, it's Alex. Oh. <laughs> Please give me the right name, thank you very much. Uh, but I had a few teachers that was so accepting of me I remember once I had a teacher who came up to me and was like I heard some of your friends talking and they called you Alex I am so sorry that I referred to you as Grace I did not know I will remember that now do you have any specific pronouns you would like me to use and they were so accepting and so lovely and um around that time was when I also helped my friends start a like an LGBT plus uh, group in our school which yes. we called the Q mute because of like Q like queer because that's such a um diverse term because it means just being gay or you have gender queer and also you have the queer of just generally being strange which we were all a bunch of anime nerds so we were definitely queer <laughs> and um, <laughs> it was just fun and yes. um, we kind of I remember we started this in year, about year nine or year ten. So we were kind of the older kids and accepting small year sevens and explaining different terminologies to them and stuff. Kind of just oh. like helping them work out who they thought they could be. And little at one little, point little we all parents. had... Um, yeah, we were all little yeah. gay parents. Because oh. we all had all different uh, gender identities and... Um, sexualities we had bi people pan people we had straight people we just had straight lesbians we had um there were some trans people we had a bi gender person we had me who was gender fluid we we had like a whole diverse group so we were really there to kind of talk things out with people and at one point uh the kind of leaders of the group and the people that were most comfortable talking to people we had these big rainbow badges on our blazers so if people wanted to ask us questions they could come up to us and be like hey i've been really questioning this thing do you think you could help me out and we'd be like hey this is when we have uh group time this is where we are feel free to come along you don't have to talk you can just sit in the back and listen if you want we would go through different news in the LGBT plus community. We'd um, discuss things like this. We'd be like, what's your opinion on this thing? Yes. Sort of thing. Uh, we had a massive slideshow and we had a whole assembly where we were oh like, here God. are some different gender identities. Here are some different sexualities. My- here are the key people of our group. If you want to talk to us, uh, please feel free. But at the same time, we also had some, like, tea in this group. Because I remember when this first started, like, here's the tea of my secondary school gay club. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) My (laughs) ex-boyfriend. I say boyfriend because um, he is uh, trans male now. Yes. He was a girl when I first dated them. But they are male now. We use he, him pronouns. I don't like him, but I'm still going to respect his gender identity. Okay. Yes. And um, <laughs> he was um, 
one of the people who first started the group because he was a year above me so he was kind of in the works of making it and I remember him writing this massive letter to our principal saying that they were transphobic and um homophobes and stuff like massive group added my other trans friend uh Jack and uh sent it to the principal and then left the document to blame Jack for it. Oh my god. For this massive rant. Jack got called into the principal's office and was like, this is really rude, you can't do this. And Jack was like, I didn't do this. I have no idea who wrote this. Oh my god. <laughs> it was not me. A lot of tea, like, uh, they ended up being, like, kicked out of this group, my ex-boyfriend, because they were just kind of terrible. We also had a thing in my secondary school of, um, you know how you have, like, um, oh, what is it called? Uh, student council. Yes. yes, yes. Things like that. Uh, one of the things we had was called something like an equalities director or something, who oh is God. someone who um, spoke for just to equal things out. And uh, this ex-boyfriend was the equalities director of his year. And he just made it a massive gay thing. (laughs) Of like, you will accept the gays. These are the things. You have to do this specific thing. If you don't, then you're transphobic and you're homophobic and like blew it out of proportion. Not a great way to get the support from the community but you sure no. no we were all sat there as little gabies like please stop you're giving us a bad name you're making please us stop. look bad bro you're making us look bad and like when they finally left it was great because <laughs> we were like bye boo uh, <laughs> it sounds like there was a lot of things in like your school that were like, really like sort of revolutionary for secondary school especially like during that time yeah. Uh, but what other changes would you like to see in the community? In the LGBT plus community, I think one of the biggest things is kind of um, almost like nitpicking at how people identify because saying things like just kind of like, oh, you like this pe- these people, so you have to be this thing. You can't be that thing or you're more female presenting so you can't be that thing you're this thing sort of thing or like oh you dated this person so you can't be that thing sort of thing and it's just the the nitpicking is just sorry for this thing i'm doing with my hands um (laughs) for the people at home because this is a podcast i'm doing like some weird crabby hands just so you know (laughs) uh And another thing is kind of the acceptance of uh, newer terms, I felt like I wish people would do. So um, things like pansexual or like demisexual or something that are like seen as newer terms. And there's a lot of people that use things like uh, trans trenders, which is a thing, which is um, people that identify as transgender, but that might be more um like if you're a trans male and you might be more female presenting or something or, or uh like we mentioned earlier uh might not have gender dysphoria they'll call them a trans trender and they're not a real trans person because they don't identify this specific way or something yeah. and um it's just kind of 
also there's a lot of like uh bisexual hate in the lgbt of like oh you're greedy or you need to pick a side sort of thing i've had that from people where they're like oh you can't be that thing you have to be you're either straight or you're a lesbian or whatever and you've got to pick a side and you can't be in the between and you're just being greedy if you think you can have both and it's just it's it's just not nice like it's not it's not positive it's not what the community was made to be no exactly yeah Um, like the lgbt plus community was kind of uh made as like a self uh, a safe haven for people who felt they were different and kind of almost like villainized by their community so they made like a new community where they were safe and happy and you could share stories and experiences and things and then we internally have kind of refueled this hatred towards each other and it's become this almost like purity thing within it yeah there's so much gatekeeping yeah gatekeeping is a terrible thing of just like you have to be this specific thing or you can't be in this community sort of thing yeah which is terrible which is um there's a lot of things with uh lesbians won't date like bisexual girls or something because they're like you you slept with a man so i won't sleep with you sort of thing yeah a lot of biphobia i've been teaching ready for this month yes pride month which i'm excited for and this is the first year since um the pride in our area i almost said where we lived um Uh. that i won't be going because i went from when it first started when i was like 14 Oh or something God. the first ever pride here i went to and i've gone to it every single year and this is going to be the first year i'm not going and it's that's oh, so heartbreaking so what would you say because... your favorite thing about being within this community is i think we've touched on your least favorite parts <laughs> i'm a very negative person <laughs> but uh my favorite things is kind of just within the people that are there that are willing to listen the acceptance and Mm. the kind of almost taking you in and under their wing of kind of showing you how to be like uh with new little trans babies showing them how to safely bind properly and like uh take it off after a few hours and just stuff like that like uh looking after younger generations or even older generations because there are people that could live their whole life thinking they're one way and then they get to like 70 something and they're suddenly like you know what no i'm a woman and that is okay and that is absolutely okay because a lot of the times their community wasn't accepting of this now they feel like they're in a comfortable place and in a society that is willing to accept them yeah and I really love the fact that we have evolved so much and are so much more accepting and just so much more loving of everyone. And it feels like almost like a family now sort of thing. Yeah, the community just keeps growing and growing and it's so beautiful to see them, like everybody coming together. Yes. And it's it's just so lovely. And it's just the 
feeling of belonging somewhere because I know myself of the feeling of being so lost and confused for so long before I found the term for gender fluid and just kind of thinking almost that like I was crazy or there was something wrong with me because I didn't feel a certain way and I just didn't know who I was and I was so lost especially around like 14 sort of thing when you're starting having to choose things for your GCSEs and it's just a whole confusing time and I'd only just realized I was gay as hell and (laughs) I was suddenly like wait am I gay am I actually a boy is this a whole thing am I straight but I'm a boy and it was a whole confusing time and it's finding this and this community that was so accepting and just feeling like I belonged somewhere because I was the only person that felt this way in my school and in my family and kind of in my friend group as well because most of my friends were either just like bisexual or non-binary something which is a more widely expected um accepted term and things and I was so kind of off the branch sort of thing yes so <laughs> and, different. Um, yeah and it was just the feeling of like knowing that I was different but I still belonged somewhere and I was still accepted and finding other people that were like me that had similar experiences as well of yes. being really confused but then like understanding who they were and kind of accepting it and when I I found out and I fully like accepted myself for who I was it was just the best moment of my life of just kind of everything cleared and just being like oh this is who I am yeah I think that's the most important thing I'm okay with that yeah finding other people that have shared the same experiences as you is such an important part of like coming out and finding yourself because I don't think if if I hadn't seen other people experiencing what I experienced, I don't think I would have had the confidence to come out. And this is why we do this on the podcast, because it's so important to share everybody's story. so empowering as well to, like, think, OK, I'm really weird because I'm feeling these things and nobody really talks about it. I don't really know why, but I'm still feeling these things. And then you find somebody who's like, I feel these things too. It must mm. be so, like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm still normal. But I'm Mind just, blown yeah it is that feeling of like normality of kind of you think you're so strained and different and like you don't know what's going on and you're so lost and then suddenly realizing there are other people like you and that is normal and you're not like losing your mind so you're not crazy and it's just the feeling of clarity that kind of hits you of oh i'm okay this is okay to feel like this. Yes. And from that, you can just kind of work through it sort of thing of just being like, I am okay. What I'm feeling, who I identify as, who I am is okay. And <laughs> just accepting that. And it's it's just wonderful. It's so lovely. To it just makes kind me of... emotional hearing you talk about it because it's such yeah. a beautiful thing. It just, it, you're just vocalising how, like, I feel like within the LGBT and how loads of people feel within the LGBTQ plus community. Like you are, oh, it's just very emotional. <laughs> I love hearing you talk. <laughs> I just, I, 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 I could listen to you talk for hours and hours and hours. Just do a podcast. Start a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> <laughs> I've become a, a sneaky co-host. I just like, I just sneak in the middle. Like, hello. <laughs> I am this awkward person. Hello. <laughs> Hello. We got 
two ladies and a me. <laughs> and a you. Um, Hello, I am the wild card. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Um, because you know so much um, about LGBT growing up with like your sister and your mum and you know everything else around you, what's one thing that you wish you knew that you weren't told or taught or anything about being LGBT? I I think one thing at the beginning was um, that I wish I knew was how wide of a spectrum it was. Just mm. kind of like sexuality and gender are a spectrum. It's not just like one thing or the other thing. It's there's like a whole world of things. Like I remember when I first started feeling weird things and um, googling stuff. Shout out to Google. Um, yeah. <laughs> Shout out Google. and just finding all these different terms and things I'd never heard of before and I didn't know existed and just realizing just how much bigger of a community I thought it was because I always thought it was just like you're lesbian you're gay you're bi or you're trans like that was it and realizing that little plus in there of like how much more there was and it was just like opening myself up to a whole new world that I didn't know was there I'm not gonna sing a Disney song I was really a close to oh I'm such a Disney nerd um and um, also uh, things I wish I knew were that how different of an experience people had um for like how I know uh, mentioned earlier of I have such an accepting family and mm. it was hearing different stories from other people of coming out like I had some friends who were like kicked out when they came out sort of things that families weren't as accepting as mine or there's some friends I have who still after like five plus years have not come out to their family because they do not feel like it's safe or they'll be accepting and kind of having to hide their true self and I never had to do that because I was in such an open and accepting environment because um my friends and my family were so loving and accepting of me and just learning the fact that some people weren't like that was kind of a shock to me and realizing like how much kind of I don't want to say hatred because I don't want to be too negative but like just misunderstanding out there of things like there was things that I didn't understand or know at the beginning that I know now that I would never think now this is like just miscommunication yeah information yeah I feel like a lack of understanding and a lack of like knowledge is what makes people afraid and is what makes people angry and what makes people hate because if you just had more knowledge on something I think you hate a lot less like people would hate hate I just I think hate is bred from like years of misinformation and like bad education yeah yeah it's a miscommunication and misunderstanding is just the worst thing of any knowledge or any community and it was just this sudden knowledge of just kind of oh people aren't okay with this like um I wouldn't say I was sheltered but I was 
in a happy, safe little thing. And then suddenly when I branched out and I realised how much hatred and, like, unacceptance of mm. everything, it was, su- it was such a shock to me. And it just made me feel like I needed to accept myself even more sort of thing and other people because I have to show people you are loved you are okay you are accepted so any person I meet I'm like you are okay what you are feeling is valid your feelings are valid do not listen to anyone else you know yourself the best and what anyone else says does not matter if you are comfortable with yourself that is the best thing because it took me so long to be comfortable in myself that when I see people that are so kind of lost and confused like I was I feel like I have to kind of help lead them on the way and kind of but what people don't understand is it can take years to understand who you are because it's not just like a quick oh this is who I am sort of thing it can take years of different experiences and like finding out different information and meeting different people like um I've met so many different people and I've learned so much from them like different people in the LGBT plus community that it's just it's so wonderful to know and I feel like I need to share this knowledge on and kind of share this acceptance that I've been given sort of thing and I I just want everyone to know that they are loved and accepted because I know at the beginning I didn't feel like I would be accepted and I know people who haven't been and there's been a couple of friends that I've been like if you're not in a safe space at home to come out um I have a free home I have an empty bunk bed you can live with me sort of thing if you're not okay I have had a couple of people who have had to stay with me after coming out and it has been a really negative reaction and um, I've helped them kind of get on their way sort of thing or helped them like talk it out with their family to a point where they are on a neutral ground of maybe not accepting but starting to understand and that is the key thing. It might take people a while to accept you for who you are, but as long as they start to understand why you feel that way or why, how it's okay to feel like that, that is the key thing. And that is a stepping stone to them finally accepting you and you being able to comfortably live like as your true self. Sort of That's thing. so beautiful. That is, that is the epitome of using your privilege for like, Positivity. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. I love how, because we obviously we've been interviewing a few people, and when we've said what's one thing you wish you knew, they would, oh, like, they have sex, and um, you know things like that. Like, oh, I wish I could tell myself be more confident and things like that. I love how yours is. I didn't realize the hate. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's so. Sweet. <laughs> it's so wonderful that you can come from that place and use your like superpower like to help other people it's so beautiful thank you like i just want to say from the, all of the community thank you so much for being one of those people that just supports everybody yeah you're a voice you're, a you're welcome you're a legend I, 
I am so happy to be your happy little gay accepting mum slash father slash non-specific parent and um, (laughs) accept you. (laughs) Um, My friends, they've started calling me (laughs) non-specific. They will either use this human or non-specific instead of girl or woman or man because I do not identify as one. So they'll be like, uh, this non-specific human over here is this thing. That's so <laughs> sweet. I love that. We kind of, we kind of started it as a joke, but I kind of love it now. And uh, some people thing. might not be as accepting as of that as I am. And I've had my fair share of people not accepting and uh kind of almost hate i had a friend who when introduced me as a gender fluid person who doesn't identify as just male or female i got called a he she a lot oh no no not the most fun no no Uh, no. called a he she a whole lot of oh what have you got down there sort of thing and I'm like that's my own business and the answer is doom (laughs) (laughs) pure rage so unless you've got anything else to ask Beth I have got a question to sum up this episode I've got nothing else to ask you've answered everything you've been amazing (laughs) you've just been like the easiest person such an open book (laughs) I am so to be like you can ask me anything i can whip out my folders from therapy and just give you <laughs> we love that on this just like on here you go here's my whole life story yeah. <laughs> i'm the most open person because i am not ashamed of my past i know it happened and i know i have grown from it and that i'm still growing from it and i feel like it's so important to share your past experiences and things yeah. you've struggled with for other people to learn from and yes. be like it's okay to feel like this now but you won't always feel like this that is the whole reason we created this podcast <laughs> that thing and i love that and this is why i love you guys oh. and your podcast because you're so free and open and you're just like hey i felt like this but you're gonna get better and it's gonna be okay and i love that i love that mentality of it's okay to be feeling what you are feeling right now. Your feelings may be negative towards yourself or whatever, but what, how you're feeling is valid. And that yes. is the key thing. And you can move past that. And it's okay if that takes a while. It could take months. It could take years. And you might need help. And it's okay to ask for help. I, for the longest time, refused to ask for help because I was almost ashamed of it and when I sat back and realized no I can't handle this by myself I do need help and that was okay and I'm so much better from it (laughs) yeah going to therapy and stuff I have worked through things and everything I feel so much better with myself everything is clearer I cannot hype up therapy enough. <laughs> we stand therapy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and shout out to my therapist. His name is Antonio. What a babe. <laughs> Antonio, icon. So to round up the um, episode, uh, Alex, what does pride mean to you? Pride to me means kind of a celebration of 
individuality and acceptance and like just a whole family of diversity kind of yes. the acceptance of diversity and being an individual yeah and not following the crowd being yourself you are an individual as the slogan of a school I went to, I'm not going to specify which one or what it was, um, their slogan was, every individual is valued. And I really like that mentality. Yeah. That is a beautiful so. mentality to have. Oh, I love that. That was such I a love- good answer. You had that on a <laughs> uniform, it's great. Uh, <laughs> That's so sweet. And, yeah. Oh, well, thank you Just so a much. a celebration of being different. Because I feel Thank like a lot of people are kind of shunned for being different. And yes. Um, yes. This community and pride is accepting your difference. And I love yes. that. We've got to accept okay. our differences more. And I think we all need to accept the fact that we're not all going to be the same. And oh, that was such a nice answer. Thank you so much for coming yes. on the podcast. It's been <laughs> lovely. It's been such you a pleasure. You are absolutely welcome. This was lovely. You're such oh, a legend. You will more than likely be coming back. I just love talking to you. I think you're yes. wonderful and everything you yeah. did. Yay! <laughs> I would love to. I am so open to all topics. Yes. So we'll you, you can be literally anything. <laughs> yes. We'll definitely get you back on as a co-host because you're I so be, good at speaking. I, I can see one of you texting me like, hey, are you okay talking about this thing? And me being like, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. No worries. Come, come on. Just <laughs> about everything. Um, so where can people find you if you want people to come find you, Alex? If you don't, then... You can find me on Instagram at Kitty Capture Photography and Kitty Capture Artistry. The yeah. joke of that is Kitty Capture sounds like Kitty Cat. Yes. And yeah. photography, as in capture a photograph. And, yes. Um, it's a pun because I am... A middle-aged aunt. <laughs> <laughs> I actually am an aunt, so that's acceptable. Oh, secretly oh. middle-aged. So am I. Um, <laughs> you, no, so- I love how you're painting your nails. <laughs> <laughs> I literally, I need to do something with my hands, otherwise I get really distracted and I get like, don't focus. I've just been like painting my nails this whole time, so I can listen to what <laughs> you're saying. <laughs> it's wings velcro together (laughs) (laughs) it's such a i think i do i actually am diagnosed adhd i'm literally like can't focus on anything (laughs) thank you so much for having me so much fun thank you so much for being here i love you guys we love you too where can they find us there they can find us oh where can they find us at bb underscore podcast on instagram and if you want to email us you can email us up at mustybabes.com <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah that's that's yes that's, that. that's exciting we'll see you in the next episode guys we will thank you so much for coming for listening and thank you again to alex we can never thank you enough <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for keeping me sane in photography <laughs> it's no problem I literally did nothing in photography so I was there for the entertainment only woo <laughs> <laughs>